Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Welcome. We're so glad you tuned in to another episode. Oh my gosh, Christina. And for our audience, I am so excited about the growth we're seeing of our podcast. We just want to take a moment and thank you for tuning in. It means so much to us that you give us some of your time. We know it's valuable. And if you've shared our podcast, totally big thanks to you. And if you haven't, shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. But please do share us with your friends. And the bigger we get, the more things we're able to bring to you. Right, Christina? Absolutely. Events are coming. Moxie meetups. Yes. That's what I'm excited about, Gail, is the Moxie meetups. Like we're going to have one in, in, I think we're doing it in March, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm not sure when this episode will air, but maybe that will be before March. But hopefully, you're going to see virtual events coming very soon. So, Christina, we have another great guest lined up for today, and I think she's going to really inspire some people to make some changes in their life. Tell us about it. Yes. So, my friend Nina Perez, okay, she is a boss babe. Like, let me just tell you about Nina. So, we met on another podcast show, and um, actually, no, we met through... Um, our our mutual friend Adam and oh my gosh, I heard her on his podcast and I was like, I need to hook up with this chick. And then I met her in Clubhouse and we just bonded, we vibed, and she was so lovely. She invited me to her um podcast, which is straight talk, no sugar added, and. Oh my gosh, she is a straight shooter. I absolutely love her. So let me just tell you a little bit about her. Nina is a mind flow and NLP practitioner and helps women 35 and older and master their game to break chains and create mental and emotional freedom. I mean, how many of us just really desire that? And in order to achieve financial freedom. So you guys, we have a masterful guest on today who is an expert in her field and she's an expert at the pivots. Um, and so we're going to hear a little bit more about her. So Nina, welcome to Midlife Moxie, girl. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're right. We did have a lot of fun. So I'm excited about this. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. So Nina, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Like what's your background? Um, Tell us about the years of experience that you have had in business and just kind of lay the foundation for our community. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot to my story. So what happened, uh, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of challenges in my life and I wrote my autobiography. It's called Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. And it's a story that is about, you know, teen pregnancy and abuse mm. and domestic violence and abortion and divorce and poverty and all of that, right? And and mm. how did I overcome that and, and how I hit life back when life hit me hard? So I really believe that... Um, 
you know, my story doesn't belong to me anymore. It's now for other women. And so I use what I've been through in my life to impact somebody else. And one of the biggest ways to do that, you know, I've learned as I've gone on is for many, many years, I've been a leader uh, in my field, but I've also, um, you know, when first I went into spiritual, the spiritual aspect of it, and I started leading women in that way. And then I realized that there's just so much more to the mind, so much more to things we can overcome. And that's when I started to be good into the, like the NLP work and becoming a life coach and all that kind of stuff. So I do work full time as well because I'm a chef by trade and, um, and I'm a director of, uh, of culinary operations. But I also do uh, have a, a nice practice right now where I'm helping women overcome their obstacles and get unstuck. Oh, wow. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. First and foremost... First and foremost, you said the magic word. You're a chef. <laughs> okay, Gail and I are are masterful at, at food um, food stuff. So if you want to know where to go to eat, we got You're you. You're a cooker. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm a professional. Yeah. I mean, I can do some eating. I am a full-on foodie, Nina. Nina, oh, I love sorry. it. Um, here's what I want to know. It, like, as you've rocked along and you've gone through these life pivots, um, you know, what what do you feel like was helpful to you in your persona about making life pivots? What skills did you need and what what made those successful for you? Uh, well, you know, life pivots, you know, I've, I've gone through a few, right? So I think one of the, the biggest things for me was doing some self-reflection. Like that was a big one for me, like sitting there and actually looking at what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. And also I had to stop making excuses, Gail, you know, mm-hmm. like I had to but stop making that. excuses. Yeah. For, yeah. For many years, I was a victim, right? I was a victim of my circumstances, victim of what people have done to me, victim of, you know, not being able to move forward, you know, getting evicted from our home and living in our car and stuff like that. And I became a victim of that. And I realized that in order for me to move forward, nobody's rescuing me. Nobody's rescuing me here. Right. So I had to do some self-reflection. That was like the first step. Nina, and so that that's when I got to Yeah. You know, when yeah. you think about you have, that, yeah. I think a lot of us, as long as we're playing the victim role, we can blame someone else, right? And we don't really take mm-hmm. that full responsibility. Mm-hmm. So what brought you to the point that you said, I'm going to take responsibility for my part in this? And taking responsibility does not mean you were completely at fault. My son and I have this ongoing conversation about this. He's like, it's not my fault. And I'm like, a lot of things in life aren't your fault, but you still have to take responsibility right. for them. And a lot of people say, well, it was not, I didn't mean to, or it was not my intention. I'm like, that has nothing to do with whether you're responsible or not. And so how, tell us about becoming homeless and what kind of clicked in your brain that said something needs to change here? So here's what I want to know. I ask this. Mm -hmm. Let me preface this by saying, I think a lot of women live in victimhood. It's a very safe place for a lot of women to just yes. remain a victim. They feel safe. They feel, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not a place of empowerment. Even mm-hmm. if you are a victim, to to be, you know, to take that on as a title is a different thing. You can have things happen to you, but mm-hmm. you don't have mm-hmm. to be branded by that. So let's talk about that a little right. bit. Yeah. You know, the the thing is, though, Gail, is that a lot of people will not call themselves a victim. 
They're just behaving as such, right? So a lot of times what we're not looking at is our routines, our behaviors, the way we're doing things, right? So we get so stuck sometimes in look in like acting a certain way that we're not realizing that it's not serving us well because we're so used to being there. So it's not like a per like I didn't call myself a victim. I would have never said that to you. You know, I would have never said um, that you know, I was a victim and and this is what, you know, I'm going through as a victim. I would never have pointed that out. But what I realized is that what I was doing wasn't working for me. Mm. And um, that's what had to change, right? I had to actually look and say, okay, I'm sleeping in my car. I have my kids living with family members. Me and my husband are sleeping in a car. What is What is happening here? And what do I need to do to change? Because I can't do this again over and over in my life, you know? So that's what it was. It was kind of like a aha or wake up call. You yeah. Know? Like a, like a, almost a tipping point or a spiritual experience is, mm-hmm. is kind of what it's I, absolutely. you know, attest that to. Yeah. Cause there, there have been many times in my life, Nina, that I have had to pull myself up by my bootstraps and be like, okay, do you, do you want to remain here in this mm-hmm mess of a swirl or do you want to rise above that? And I think sometimes too, and I don't know if this happened for you and let me, let us know is, did you get angry? Like I got angry Mm -hmm. where I was Mm -hmm. like, F this, this is not the way that I'm going to live my life. I refuse Mm -hmm. to be a victim of my circumstances anymore. And I am just going to dig my heels in and go for it. So yeah. Was that like after you had the spiritual awakening or spiritual experience or the tipping point, whatever you want to call it, did you get mad? Like, did the anger fuel you? I absolutely got mad. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely. And you know, and I am a I am a person of faith, right? I have I have faith. I I believe in God, all of that. And I was not only angry at my circumstances, I was a little angry at God, you mm. know? And, you know, like why is this happening to me, you know? Um I just remember having this moment where I was I was sitting there boohooing victimhood, you know, aha, I can't do anything, blah blah blah. And I just remember clearly feeling in my heart like I felt God say, you know, I told you to be obedient. I never told you it would be easy. And that mm. shifted things for me because I realized who the hell said my life was supposed to be easy anyway? Nobody said that, right? It's yeah. just that we want an easy life. But I realized like, okay, so what do I need to do? And I did the same thing. I strapped on my boots and I did what I had to do to get it done. And what I did was every day I was grateful. Every day I was grateful. Every day I was grateful. I can't say that enough because I had to wake up and actually not just say, but feel gratitude in my heart. I had to feel it. And so it was a thing for me that shifted when I started to say every day, even sleeping in the car, thank you that I have a car. Okay. That I'm sleeping in. You know what I'm saying? Um, every day that we, you know, uh, I had to have my kids at a family's house. Thank you that I had a family member that took yes, my kids. Like, yes. Like it was that kind of stuff. Even though I didn't have my own place, even though I wasn't sleeping in my own bed, it was very hard. I could have let that take me down. I yeah. could have. Yeah. I just don't think I have it in me to let things take me down. You know? Well, well what's really cool, Nina, is, is that you got angry, but then you moved st- straight into gratitude. And, yeah. You know, you can attest that to your maker. You can attest that to your, you know, gut. But that is a really big struggle for a lot of people to go from victim 
mm-hmm. awakening, mm-hmm. anger, gratitude. Mm-hmm. I want to add to that, Christina, because I think that we see gratitude as a feeling, right, Nina? Mm, but gratitude yeah. is also a practice. That's what I hear yes, you saying. I practiced gratitude. I was disciplined mm-hmm. to be, you know, grateful, great, mm-hmm. gracious, filled, um, thankful. And there's mm-hmm. a big difference there because I think you can be grateful even if you're not feeling it completely, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What was, mm-hmm. is that, was that accurate for you? What was that like? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I had to start there, Gail. I had to start with, practicing it because that's not the way I felt. Right. Mm. And then I, then I started to feel the gratitude. Then I was really like, wait a minute, I could be sleeping in the street on the sidewalk, but I'm not, that's you know, I, I, you know, I could be, you know, starving right now, but it just so happened I was in culinary school. So I was eating at culinary school. Do you see what I mean? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. So I would, and and because I was, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that's the thing. Like, it always can be worse, Gail, right? It always can be worse. But what are we going to be grateful for even in the bad time? And that is important because that's what's going to start shifting your mindset. That's when you start to develop optimism, mm. you know, because you go, this can, this really can be worse. And I've been through really, really tough times in my life, but I've made it through. So now I have evidence, right? Now I have evidence that I can make it through a lot of things. Well, right? I so, mean, yeah. Nina, let me just say this, because I don't think people heard it because you, you said it very fast. So I'm, I'm going to just point this out because I think this is really powerful, is that you still showed up to school even in the midst of being yeah. homeless, you were like, this is a priority. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty powerful mind shift as well because you have yeah. to have that discipline. So you started with the act of gratitude. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that that carried you over. Is that is that how, how it went? Like it carried you yeah. through school? Like, I, absolutely. I mean, listen, I went to my school in my 30s, right? So mm. I don't want people to think that they don't, that they can't, you know, do something. I, I, I graduated at 35, right? Nice. But I knew that that was my purpose and call at the time. And so I kept focused on that. And there were times I wanted to quit. Of course, I was tired. I was pissed. I was mad. I was angry about my situation, you know? So I was like, what am I doing in school when I could go work somewhere full time? And I had people offer me these piece of crap full-time jobs for seven, eight dollars, ten dollars an hour. But then that would have taken me off of my purpose. Right. And so you have to be focused on what it is you want. You have to be focused. And now from that, I've gone up to a six-figure earner, right? So I went from homeless to six figures. Why? Because you lean in and you do what you gotta do. Right. Mm. And yes, I'm not saying that there's not mental health issues. And I and I wanna I wanna say that because a lot of people think that when I say you know, keep moving forward that they think I'm not, I'm not acknowledging that there are issues with depression and anxiety. Of course there is, Mm. but you don't have to be a victim to them. You can have them and still exist. You can have them and still thrive is what I'm trying to say, you know? absolutely. Um, So I just wanted to say that because a lot of times people think that because of the, the way I think, which is usually like, let's, let's, let's get gratitude. Let's be optimistic. Where's the silver lining here? You know, and and why can't you overcome this when you've overcome so much already? 
right? Well, I just so, think, I think that's really cool that you, you know, reiterated that as well because there's so many times where we don't want to, but we do it anyway. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people suffer with anxiety, depression, autoimmune disorders, things that are totally out of their control at times. Mm -hmm. Um, and to see that somebody else did it, you're giving permission to women around the world that they can do it too. And sometimes there's a, there's a thing that happens, whether it's an experience or it's a person, or it's a, you know, a thought process of, hey, maybe I need therapy. Maybe I need a coach. Maybe I need. I was so just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> were those yeah. things that popped up for you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You can't do this alone, right, ladies? We cannot do this alone. Mm. It takes a lot of work. It's like even raising children. You need a village for real. You need help, right? So it's the same thing with your with where you want to go in your mindset and where you want to find a coach, find an account, accountability partner, find a mentor, find something, but invest in you, mm-hmm. invest in you. You are important to invest in and you're like the best investment you'll ever make, whether mm. it's with your time, your money, whatever it is, invest in you. And I'm always telling people, you cannot do this alone. Every coach needs a coach. Every parent <laughs> needs a parent, every, you know, every accountability partner. And he's an accountability partner. I mean, that is just, I, I just think that we are, we have to do this together. That's why I love what you guys are doing here on your platform because Aww. you're always speaking to like really amazing women. I listen to your podcast. So it's great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that, Nina, that you listen to yeah. our podcast. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> you know, Nina, I want to go back to you were talking about anger because I see anger yeah. manifest in different ways in people, yeah. but I also see different reactions to the anger. For some of us, we are fueled by the anger. And mm-hmm. some of us are taken down by the anger. Like we become so angry that we just can't even function. And I'm sitting here looking at you and you're obviously a badass. Let's just go for that. And <laughs> yes. I'm that girl that I can get a little, you know, at first there's the melancholy, there's the victimization, there's the sad, there's oh woe is me. But then for me, I'm kind of like, you always turn it into anger and, you know, to heck with this. Kind of like Christine said, this is not going to be the end of me. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, do you think that is some type of burn behavior? Do you think that has something to do with how we were raised, our innate personality? Because I see women all the time that their anger turns into bitterness, turns into resentment, mm-hmm. turns into just a lot of, it's almost like a rotten piece of an apple that is just taking mm-hmm. over the entire apple. Or you can cut right. that piece out and move on or take the seeds and grow something new. But don't you see that in a lot of women that it really eats at them oh, yeah. and they have a hard time? It's almost if they let go of the anger, they think whatever happened was okay. And yes. that's what they're going yes. through. And you can be anger and, and respond as well. I, I remember after my divorce, I was angry. And um, boy, was I angry. I was sitting in that home that we had built. I was, there was just a lot of things, you know, at times it felt like he was winning. And, you know, we know now it's not a game, but, you know, he's got more money and a girlfriend and mm-hmm. a new life and you're over here just trying to rub your pennies together. So how for you, does, what do you think that's about that some mm-hmm. women respond one way and some women respond another? That's a great question. And what I feel you're touching on is unforgiveness. 
Mm. Right. Because a lot of anger. Yes, it can be taught. Yes, you can learn by seeing your parents flip, you know, every time that something went wrong and you just learned the behavior. But a lot of times if we're like sitting there in this, um, as you said, the melancholy and the, and the victimization and then go into that, what can it be? It can be a lot of anger towards the fact that you're not forgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't forgive, if you don't forgive, it's a, it's like a constant uh, repeat of the same thing every time something happens or draws your attention to it or makes you uh, look at it. And so unforgiveness is another issue. That's something I actually help my clients with, too, because that's deep. Right. That's deep. Yeah. So a lot of anger comes from that. Right. A lot of that. Why is he winning? Winning, winning with what? Right? Like then you ask this. Then you ask the no, question. It felt winning. real at the moment. It, it did. No, I, of it course did. it did. I know of course wrong. it did. We're trying when to work into your child, about it. and he's out with his new babe and living large. Oh yeah, that, 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 going that was, on trips. Going on trips. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but there's a point. You know that forgiveness. That is a big part of it because I think a lot of women forgiveness means what happened was okay. You know, yes, not being exactly. angry it means what happened was okay. Mm-hmm. And y'all, that is not what it means at that all. That is not at all. Not you at can, all. You, I can still be angry about what happened and not let it consume me, not let it yeah. burn in me. Because y'all, anytime we're giving energy to one thing, is energy away from everything else. Focus mm-hmm. away from, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. giving one thing is away from anything else. So if you're focusing on that anger, you're focusing on the victimhood, you simply cannot move forward because your alignment is in that direction. A car can only go right. one direction at a time. And if right. that's the road you're headed down, you're going to crash and burn. You have got to turn and yield, pivot, make a hard left, do a UE, and get <laughs> on a path that leads to a positive outcome. Because at that's no right. time do I ever remember someone coming on our show or being at a workshop I was in and then saying, you know what? By being an angry victim, I was able to just really thrive and succeed in my life. <laughs> I mean, no one, right. That is never right. the story. That is never right. a story. So, well, Chris, you know, right. yeah, oh, well, let me just add to that. You know what I heard one time, and Nina, this might be something that you already say to your clients. Forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you. Yeah. And Uh when you can remember that you can be kind to yourself, you can thrive out of that kindness because I'm with Gail. Like, and Nina, you and I have talked about my situation. Like my son's father, he was going on all these lavish trips because his wife is very um, wealthy. Well, she's whatever, you know, she's got a good job, six figure job, all that stuff. And, um, he gets to sit at home. And I was over here like, really? 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 <laughs> right. Because you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing right. on the wrong thing. And that's, and you know, it's not only forgiveness for others too, but forgive yourself too, ladies. Yes. Forgive yourself too, because a lot of anger comes from that too. Like, you know, why did I let him get away with that? And mm-hmm. why did I do that? Or why did I act this way? Or why did I do this certain thing? And and so anger comes from that too, is unresolved, right? It's unresolved issues that are happening that are, are making you lash out this way. So, you know, I don't get angry like that as, as I used to. I used to for a long time, but I realized that once I did this deep forgiveness work, I, I don't, I am, everybody's like, oh my God, you have like 
all these patients. Well, thank you. I worked hard on that. That's not easy. You know, um, I still stand up for myself. I know what it is to have boundaries for you to respect me, but I don't lash out as I used to. And I think it has a lot to do with that deep forgiveness work. So anger and, and unforgiveness are in, in anger and fear, you know, they yes, all like link they, together. So, yeah. so do you think that, um, oh crap, I forgot my question. Because <laughs> you yeah. We're trying to get our questions in here. We're trying to be better, y'all. We're trying to be better. Surprise! We are so excited because today we get to let a secret out of the bag. It's a giveaway! We have a special treat for you guys. Tell them what they can win, Christina. Well, you guys are able to win a pair of Tidewater sandals. And let me just tell you, they do not disappoint. You can wear them in the street or on the beach, and you will love them. The soles are this really thick yoga mat material, so they're soft and cushy, and they mold to your feet. But they're also super lightweight to just toss in your beach bag, your suitcase. Heck, just keep them in your car for whenever you need them. And let's talk about cute. Oh, my gosh. I got green and white gingham plaid with the South Carolina state on them. How adorable is that? What did you get, girl? I got a pair of sandals, and mine are this super fabulous blue color, and they have some straps on them. I love them, and they are so comfortable. I know you're taking them on your big hiking trip next week. So here's the thing. They have been so generous to give to our listeners one free pair from their collection. You get to choose your style and your size. And it's so easy to enter. You're going to head over to midlifemoxie.net and then go down where you see subscribe to our email mailing list and newsletter. Simply enter your email then and you're entered to win. It's that simple. You guys don't want to miss out. This is going to be a fabulous giveaway and many more to come. So just go on, subscribe, and let's see who wins. And that's thanks to ToddWaterSandals.com. Now back to the show. I watched this series called Dr. Foster, and I've just got to say, it'll get you mad about your divorce all over again. <laughs> like, you want it. It's one of those, you want it mad at your husband if he, he can do anything. <laughs> You're just watching the movie. And, um, it, it, was, it really shows how you can become consumed with things. And here's, mm. here's kind of, I think, a good dividing line. If what you're angry about doesn't really, and here comes Ranger with his opinion, Ranger Hush. If, like, me being angry about what my husband did after our divorce did not, it, that, that did not impact me. So why am I angry about it? Why am I letting it control me like that? What he was right. doing with his new girl or his new whatever, none of that was my business, nor was it impacting my life. It was only impacting me emotionally. So if you're only right. feeling emotional impacts of something, that might be a good sign that something to step away from. Do you agree or disagree? I totally agree. I mean, it's like the same thing. What is it called? Like the red car syndrome, right? You want to go out and buy a red car and you want to buy this red Ferrari and all of a sudden you buy this red Ferrari and every Ferrari on the street is a red Ferrari, right? Every car on the street is a red Ferrari. Why? You're hyper-focused, right? Yes. And so it's about it's about shifting and pivoting what you're looking at, what your habits are, you know, where you are uh, 
um, putting in all of your energy and attention. That's super important, right? Because these things are not something you're going to do overnight. So all of you guys who are listening, you're not going to get this overnight. I get that. But take a small step though. Right. At least at least do some self-reflection, see what you're doing, at least start there and then take the small steps that it seems like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to forgive him. Well, you know what? I think you can, but you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And so you start with little pieces at a time and you'll get there. You will get there. Every one of us has gotten there. How are we sitting here today if we didn't go through something and overcame it to be here? That's of right. Of course you can. You have the tools. You have it. So, so do you think that, you know, with you working in that or on yourself with the forgiveness, do you think that mm-hmm. it helped you to set because you you mentioned that you are better with boundaries, you're more mm-hmm. patient. And so mm-hmm. I I don't know if this is true for you and maybe true for your clientele, but do you find that when you really work on that forgiveness part, that you're able to set healthier boundaries? Oh yeah. With with people that you engage with. So you Mm -hmm. don't have to go there anymore. You can shift that mind and you can say, okay, wait, this is, this is where I'm going to allow you to be. And, and, and you don't have to get angry. You don't have to get impatient. Mm -hmm. You can just, I I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you because when you start to forgive yourself, you start to also uncover uh, your worth. You mm. also start to realize, you know, that you are important and valuable. You also start to look at yourself as a whole person and not a broken person, right? And those things are really important. So once you start to forgive, once you start to let go of shame, because shame is, has a big part to do with forgiveness. Shame and forgiveness are buddies. They hang out, right? So as long as you start to realize there are two types of shame, there's the shame of someone else that belongs to them that you've taken on. And then there's the shame of maybe something you did that you shouldn't have done, but that you have to learn to get rid of and release and forgive yourself for one thing. Like I'll I'll go back really quick. Like when my stepfather, you know, in my, in my book, if you read it, you'll know that my stepfather molested me as a child. And that was Mm. really hard because I was ashamed. I was ashamed of it. That's right. Now, as I grew up and started learning about, you know, self-development and my mind process, and I realized I was carrying on a shame that did not belong to me. That belongs to him. He could keep it. You know, that's right. And then when I realized, wait a minute, I'm not broken. I'm not, I might be bent, but I'm not broken. You know, that helped me. And so forgiveness really did unleash that because forgiveness unlocks that wall that you've been putting up all these years, right? Because when you do that, you're imprisoning yourself. Everybody else is still going on with their life and you're sitting here in prison. Right. Mm. So when I realized that I became stronger, wiser, better, more determined, and I have my boundaries. No is no. It's a complete sentence. It's no period. I don't need to explain. You I know? love that. Me yeah, too. I love that. You know, Nina, Nina it, I'm thinking about too how, yes, we are formed and shaped and impacted by the things that happen to us. But I think the question becomes, what now? If all our mm-hmm. ruminating and all our thoughts are the past, we're just reliving the pain and we're wallowing mm-hmm. in it and we're wallowing in again, that victimhood because, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't mean this lightly. So please guys hear my heart. Ultimately it doesn't matter what happened in the past as much as it so matters true. what you are going to do in this moment right. and moving forward. And that's not to say that what happened does not matter. That's not what I mean. I mean, in the context of the rest of your life, what matters most is the decision you make now. How are you going to react to it? 
And y'all, we can have some very, very horrific things happen to us, especially when we have trauma as a child. I'm not discounting those at all, so please don't hear that. What I'm saying is that ultimately it comes to a decision of what am I going to do now? Whatever the past, whatever the hurt, whatever the pain, your future is determined by how you handle it, how you walk forward through it, around it, over it, out of it, whatever that situation is. So I really want women to learn to focus on here's here's where I'm going to draw the line in the sand. That is the past. This is the future. What am I going to do right here? And we use that language with our kids sometimes. Okay, that happened. And that was bad. And that was really shitty thing that happened to you. But what are you going to do now? Because that's what really matters. And I think sometimes when we're trying to be a good friend to another woman, especially as midlife women where we're a little more mature, there's some language we can use with them. We can let them sob. We can we can comfort them. But eventually we can look them in the eyes and say, sweet sister, the question is, what are you going to do now? How can I support you? What can we walk out in your life? So part of this, your story, we want to be about career shifts and changes. And, you know, what Christine and I have found in talking to a lot of women, because in our other business, we've worked with thousands of women. And we see women get stuck in places that are not working for them. They're Mm, not happy, especially careers they don't enjoy. And we talk a lot about, you know, sometimes we're in a career that we chose before our brain was fully developed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. we go to school, you know, at 18 and 19, we take off to college and there's that big push to choose your major, choose which school you're going to, you know, all that. And a lot of times we go along with it. You see women say, well, I just started, I just started this program, so I just went with it. And then they find some job that fits that and. 25 years later, they're still doing that same thing that was never what they were doing next <laughs> That happens to all of us. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of women think they're stuck. But I think you mm-hmm. would say something different. What would you say to women oh, who think 100%. they're stuck or they're unhappy or they think it's too late to make a change? Yeah, for me, I want to tell you that it is never too late. You need to consider all of the things that you have already developed in your life that are qualities that have helped you optimize you because you have to realize that you have been through a lot in your life already. And so I always tell people to reflect. I always say, you know, we need to go back and reflect. What does that mean that you're stuck? What what does that actually mean to you? Because sometimes it's not as big as we think it is right? So you need to be able to go back and reflect. And what I mean, I don't, I never ever condone people going back and staying there. So I don't want you to go back in the past and, and like wallowing in what you've gone through. What I want you to do is look at things that are, have gone on in your life. Thank the, uh, the opportunity for you to learn and grow. So every time an obstacle comes or something bad comes in my life, I always go, thank you whatever. Thank you, homelessness. Thank you, obstacle. Thank you, job, career I don't like. Thank you, whatever. And what did, what can I learn from you? How can I optimize and grow? Because it's only, you only are in competition with you ladies. So that's another thing I want to say. Stop comparing yourself. That Mm. is a thief of joy. Stop it. Stop it. And a lot of times we are not happy with our situations, our marriages, our our jobs, our kids, or whatever, because we keep comparing ourselves to the woman next door. Stop. Stop. Mm. All you have to do is compare yourself to you. 
Are you moving 1% more today than you did yesterday? So every morning you get up in the morning, find three things to be grateful for. And if your ass can't find anything to be grateful for, (laughs) don't get out of the bed. Don't get out of the bed. Three things to be grateful for every morning. And right after that, three intentions that you think you might want to do that day. Just three. I don't care what it is. Today I'm going to put on makeup. I haven't put on makeup for months. Okay, great. Do that. But what I'm trying to do is tell you that every little tiny step that you take for yourself, every 1% that you can compare yourself to from yesterday to today, you are going to get unstuck. You're going to move forward because it literally starts with you, only you. So those three, those are like my, my biggest things that I've done in my life to get myself moving is the three things that I'm grateful for and the intentions of what I'm going to do that day. And I don't beat myself up at the end of the night either. When I come back to the night, if I didn't, if I didn't complete those intentions, that's okay. I will do it again tomorrow. Well, you know, you know, Nina, I have to say you're, you're really masterful at coaching. Um, and and I want to give our, our community just a, a thought process here because you just said the things that we talked about after your show. When when you and I were talking, you're, you oh, just yeah. have that mm-hmm. natural ability to just dive in with somebody and say, well, what are you really good at? Like, talk to me. Like, what have you done in your life? And you really mm-hmm. go deep and you find out like, what are those skill sets that you have? And I love that you reiterated that here because so many times women discount, even the stay-at-home yeah. mom, that domestic right. diva. How many times do we hear domestic divas say, oh, well... I just I just stayed home with the kids and now they're in midlife. They don't have any kids and they're Here's moving that out of that. Just. They are, yeah. I'm just. just. I'm just. I'm just. 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 I'm just. And, you know what, and they Christine, do have this desire. Yeah. We talk about midlife being, you know, a second season. Mm-hmm. Or we talk about the second half of your life. Why do we not give the same value to the second half that we gave to the first half? In our first half, I, we I, were born. We learned to talk, we learned to walk, we learned to eat, we went to school. We did all these amazing things. And then we act like that the second half, we're not capable. Right. Why? Right. Who said that we can't? I mean, we did a lot the first half. Why can't we do a lot the second half? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think a lot of it is, like I said before, it's the comparison you know, thing that's happening, right? Especially with so much social media and everything that you're looking at and everybody's giving you one snapshot of their day that they're, they look happy. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to compare yourself. Like, why is she, why does she have the big house and the car and everything else? And I do the same thing she does and I can't even get there, but stop. And I think that's one of like the, the, the biggest issues that it's not just, um, and I think because we're in our second part of our life, we're like, why aren't I further along? Oh, well, you is. Are, yeah, there yeah. Is. you are exactly where you need to be further along compared to what? Right. Because I know that I can actually find people that are not further along than you are. Right. So further along compared to what? And that's what I mm. challenge my clients with, because you should only be looking at that's you. Good. Are you further along today than you were yesterday? Then you are further along. Right. Well, you know, and are you even on the right yeah. track? If you don't think you're far enough down that track, maybe you're on the wrong right. track because it's like if you're going to Disney right. World and you're driving down a road and you're like, I don't feel like I'm closer to Disney World. Maybe you're on the wrong street. You're not on the one that leads to Disney World. You know, I right. like to break as the crow flies path 
to Disney World when I go. But careers in lifestyles can be the same. You know, we're yeah. we're trying to get to a destination, but the road we're on does not lead to that destination. Again, right. we talk to our kids about that all the time. Roads lead where roads lead. And right. roads don't just suddenly change to get you to where they're going. And it's so important to make sure you're going down the same road. And I wish women would have some checks and balances on that like men do. Men reevaluate their careers every five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Very often. Mm-hmm. They're expected to change careers. I don't know what we think our expectation is just to be steady. It comes right here again. He wants to speak on careers. I mean, what is that with women? Oh, you're uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Christina. You're gonna say no, something. No, no, you go ahead. I want to hear what what is that for women? Like, how do we how do we help them? How do we serve them well? Yeah, I I mean, again, nobody's coming to rescue you. Nobody, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, finding your 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 path, your why, you you know, your the thing that drives you is really gonna have to be for you to do to for your discovery and that's why i said that it's really um important before to to stop and do some self reflection and also get somebody who can help you along you like a coach would be great a mentor would be great because somebody like that is not invested in what you do or don't do they mm. really just want you to drive to thrive right so you know i'm not sitting here going oh i hope she becomes a podcaster i don't care if you become a podcaster right so my goal is to make sure that you are going to you know uh, unearth whatever's going on here so that we can find what you're passionate about and really that all comes through self-work. It's all about you. So what you do is you start, you know, the first thing you do is if you had everything, if you had everything given to you, all the money in the world, everything you had, what comes up, right? Mm. What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you see? Because it's not, we're not one dimensional. We don't just see something, right? We, we have to feel it and experience it. So when I go through, like when somebody says to me, I don't know, then I say, well, if you did know, if you did know, what would that be? So for those of you who are home, you know, I'm telling you to, to self-reflect and I'm telling you to go ahead and ask yourself what you like, if you had everything already in the world. And the first thing that's going to come up probably is going to be, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm going to challenge that. If you did know, what do you think it would be? Because if I tell you guys right now, Hey guys, don't think of a pink elephant. You think of a pink elephant, (laughs) right? So when I challenge you and say to you, you know, what if you did know, your brain automatically, because of the neural pathways of our brain, will automatically come up with an answer. And a lot of times it is that answer that you have, but you're afraid to say, mm. right? So you don't have to share it with anybody if you don't want to at first. Of course not. If, if you're too like, oh, I don't really want to share that I want to do this, you know, but find out for you anyway. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. So ask yourself what that is. And that's how you kind of start kind of breaking that, you know, that little bit of uh, uncertainty that you have. So what I yeah. hear you saying is you you went and you did the the self-work, right? Mm-hmm. Dive deep. The self-reflection. Yep. Self-reflection, mm-hmm. forgiveness, setting boundaries. Um, you got angry. Now you're kind of moving into this fear space. Mm-hmm. Now, and you're trying to switch the brain again from mm-hmm. being fearful to action. 
mm-hmm. is what I Because hear you're you afraid say. to fail. Mm. Yeah, you're afraid to fail. But let me tell you, one of the I love failure. I love it. And the reason I do is because it's feedback. Failure oh, is brilliant. feedback. Every single time you have failed at something, you learned. You learned your lesson. Whether it was a hard one, whether it was one you didn't want to have, you learned your freaking lesson. Right? Well, Why? Fail, because you failed. A lot of times right. we get hung up on exactly. I failed. Well, like people, if we stopped this podcast tomorrow, you could say, oh, we failed. Really? We failed? We had 17, 18 great episodes. People listen to it. Lives were changed. We've heard that from people. It's listened to, being listened to on all the continents. Is that really a failure that we tried something? Right. And I think we get caught up in that idea that everything has to be an all or nothing. We have to be the greatest. If you told yourself you had to be, you know, the next Gordon Ramsay, the next Irma Lagasse, the next, you know. Right. That would be very, um, it'd be a very heavy weight to pick up. (laughs) So why do we as women think we have to do something to that kind of, excellence to think it's worthwhile because that's not always true sometimes it's about the journey it's about what happens oh, yeah, in perfect, the experience perfect. also you said something about being one-dimensional i think mm-hmm. we as women label ourselves like christia said earlier oh i'm just a stay-at-home mom or oh i'm a teacher oh i'm a nurse when mm-hmm. does that really embody everything that you are, everything you have to offer this planet, everything there is the universe? I think right. I mean, most women are multifaceted. We're like gems. Oh, yeah. Some of us oh. have more facets than the others. Some sides shine brighter than the other. But, you know, and some things you might just do as a hobby. It doesn't have to be a career or you just might do right. it on a volunteer basis. But, you know, until you get out there and try out some of your skills, and try out some of the things you have a longing for or a love for, a passion about. You don't know. There are people that are a new career. I'm so sorry, guys. Ranger is garbage pickup day. It's a big day for him. It's a really good day. I mean, they're coming by right left. But, but I think it's important that we explore all the dimensions of who we are. Do you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. Of course I do. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> Don't worry. I got three dogs. I get it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, of course I agree with that. I mean, women are multifaceted. The problem is, or one of the challenges, I hate saying the word problem, but one of the challenges is that we are seeing women at the end game, right? The women that we think are successful, we're mm. seeing them at the end game and not the journey. So I love that you touched on that, Gail, about watching a journey, because I remember, um, uh, somebody said to me, I want everything you have. You have a great marriage. You have a great podcast. You have a good, I want that. I want that. And I'm like, okay, so just go through what I've been through. Mm. And they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I've been homeless. I, you know, I have lost everything. I had to get my kids to live in other places. I have, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. And because of my life, my story, my experiences, I was able to build what I have today. But if you want what I want or I have, then you're going to have to go through what I've gone through. Mm. That completely Mm. changed her mind. She was like, you know what? Actually, I was like, that's what I thought. Right. So we have to stop doing that. Let's stop looking at the woman at the end game. You know what I'm saying? Like, go on your own journey. You got this. If you have to invest in yourself, do so. If you have to take time for yourself, 
do so. You don't have to do everything everybody else does in the same way everybody else does it. And I think that's where we're getting mixed up, right? I mean, even as podcasters, all her podcasters are getting more views than mine. And why is it mine? Mm. Who cares? Yeah. Stay in your lane. Do what you like. Talk about what drives you. Don't worry about that. And anyway, that's inauthentic. Right. Yep. If I tried to be the next midlife moxie, it's inauthentic because you guys have that already cornered with what you're doing. So why would I want to do that? Right. right. And that's right. what happens a lot. A lot happens a lot with women, especially we are a lot. We are multifaceted, like you said. Right. Because we are we are doing everything, but we're also emotionally invested in a lot of things, you know, which could be good and bad. Right. Because we're invested in our friends relationships. We're invested in our kids relationships. We're invested in what we're doing. We their career, that career. Invested. We may be a little bit invested. That's what I'm in, saying. In other people's yeah. businesses, you know, yes. in our houses. But, exactly. I, you know, as we roll on to our life, I'd love to talk about what questions are working with your clients. And I'm so sorry about this. It's the cat across the street. Where do you start with women? Where does a woman start if she feels like she needs to make a change? What questions should be asking? She should be asking. How should she explore this? Okay, I think I heard some of her, um, some of it. So you were asking me how should she explore? Like, I'm sorry. Yes, how the she bark, the barking, she, barking was. <laughs> I couldn't get so, it. So how oh can she can explore just that those next steps for her herself? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So one of the biggest things I do is I ask my clients, and when we're talking, is like, what's your biggest challenge? Like, what's coming up for you right now? Yeah, you know what, and and what have you tried already to fix this challenge? You know, so what what has worked? And what hasn't, hasn't worked, worked? Okay. Right? Because a lot of times we we think, oh, I tried everything. Maybe you haven't, right? Maybe you haven't. So in this big challenge that you have, career, let's talk about career. You want to change careers, but you don't know what to do. That's your biggest challenge. Okay. Wh- why is that your biggest challenge? And what comes up for you? Like, what have you tried? And what haven't you tried when it comes to that question? Right. You know? And then I, I go deeper. Like, what's the fear here? What's the biggest fear that you have looking at that thing, you know, changing that career. What's the biggest fear that comes up? A lot of times it's finances. A lot of times it's money. Yeah. Right. I I love that too, that I think if we, you're using terms like everything, always, nothing, no one does our indicator that you are living in victimhood. That if you hear those things coming out of your mouth, because there's few things on the planet where you can say everything, nothing, always, it's just untrue. It's just statistically untrue. But we tell ourselves those things kind of sometimes as an excuse and sometimes as victimhood. So if you're using that language or your friend is using that language, that's a red flag in itself. Yeah. Our brains do that automatically, right? Because it's trying to save time. Our brains are here to protect us. So it automatically does that to like, to like, you know, go through all of the information that we're getting. And so everything is always all the time. Mm. No one, you know, that like that your brain just does that to, to get shortcuts. That's your unconscious brain, right? So you really need to work on, on having your unconscious brain conscious. So you have to ask it questions to pull that out. And that's why we talk about, you know, 
like really digging deep. So what is that big challenge you have? Okay, now let's talk about what's the fear around this challenge. What is it that you're facing when you, when you think about that? And I talk about feelings too. Like, how does that make you feel? What do you hear when I say that to you? How do you, you know, see that? What do you know? What is that experience right now happening in your body? What's the visceral reaction? Because once you start to break down that fear and break down what it is that the challenge is, you start to realize that there is a way through it. You know, it takes time, right? That's why my, 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 uh, my coaching package is about 12 weeks because it takes time for them to start with a a plan and a purpose. And then 12 weeks later, we are there, you know, so, but that it takes time. So you have to make sure that you are, um, really, uh, asking yourself poignant questions about how you can move forward. And I think that's one of the biggest things. So what's your, you know, um, really the big, the biggest one is what's your biggest challenge? What comes up for you? And what, it, what is it that you're feeling right now? What's the fear that comes when it comes right. to that, you know, and that, then we could start like really kind of breaking that apart. I love that you said move forward because I think we spend a lot of time talking about the past or what the event was that happened, like oh, that yeah. divorce or that job loss, because a lot of times I've yeah. seen people lose a job and they get so stuck in that place of that loss they like we said they don't move forward and the question is what are you going to do from here yeah right i love questions that that put us into action Mm -hmm. and make us move to Mm -hmm. the next place and i also love being the friend that holds up my hand to someone and helps them move to their next place is that always well received no but we as modern mature women we need to um exercise that skill we need to perfect that skill and we as modern mature Mm -hmm. women need to learn to receive that when someone we respect someone who we know loves us and has our best interest at heart when someone offers that when someone makes those suggestions um you know good friends are not just the ones who agree with us some of your best friends are going to be the ones that will call absolutely and And they're calling you out in love (laughs) they're trying Mm -hmm. to save you from yourself Mm-hmm. Save yourself from yourself. You know, we we always um, we're always <laughs> Gail and I have those conversations all the time. Like, I mean, I'm like, oh, I girl, well, do I need to bring my hoe over there? And they'll say, Well, I want to bring your hoe over here. And I'm like, to to pry your head out of your ass. That's why, because you are just so far into this, you can't see a lot of day. And I think sometimes we need awesome. to have that moment of comedy but truth. You know, spoken in love, yeah. and that has yeah. to be within a well uh, respecting, you know, a, a good, deep, respectful relationship, I guess I should say. Yeah. But sometimes we as other women allow our friends to wallow. And I'm sorry, if you're mm, my yeah. friend, that's probably not going to happen. I'm going to tell you when something's real, and I'm going to tell you how, how sorry I am. But there's going to be a day where I say, Come on, Sally, let's go. <laughs> it's time to move on to this. You know, because when we continue to sit in that victimization and breed in that, we're allowing whatever happened, whatever's the past, whatever our history is, to steal more from us. And it parlays it forward. It's just taking more and more of your life. And it made life, ladies, we don't have time to waste. We do not have time to waste. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself the question, like if you don't do what it is you feel like, say you already did this work and you're asking yourself what you really, really want. Like you digged in and you really figured out what you really, really want. Then you have to ask yourself, what is the pain for you if you don't do it? 
What, mm. what, what is that going to feel like if you Gosh. don't do it? You know, because a lot of times, like, like we were pointing out earlier, right. That there's a lot of fear around, you know, doing what we want and stuff like that. But you have to ask yourself what you're giving up. What is the pain that's going to come if you don't achieve this that's thing? Right? And you don't even have to achieve it. I love yeah, that question. Because you, right. yeah, you worry about question. the pain of failure or what it's going to cost us. And we don't spend enough right. time thinking about if I don't do it, what's that going to cost me? How much right. pain is it going to be to remain right here? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm right. just fortunate. I like change for the sake of change. And some people yeah. don't love change at all. So what would you say to that woman who just her personality just really struggles with change? Yeah, well, you know what? I also respect people where they are, right? So if this woman struggles with change or doesn't want to change, she doesn't have to. That's the other thing, right? Mm. I think we have to give grace and permission for them to be. Right. So it, it, like I was speaking to a woman who's a really like a big executive, blah, 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 but she doesn't want to do it anymore. And I said, well, what do you want to do? She goes, I don't want to do anything. I want to be home with my kids and I don't want to do this anymore, but I feel like I'm, I'm selling myself short. If I don't do it, I said, selling yourself short to who, Mm. what does that look like? Where is that at? You're like, we dug in and she was like, oh my gosh. And she goes, I don't have to get up and like be wrestling every day with this idea that I have to be doing something right because she just wants to be. So my, so that would be a a question where I would want to take that person a little bit deeper and find out, do you want to change? Maybe you don't, maybe everything is where you want it to be. And if that's the case, we have to give that person grace and let them know that they can stay right there if they want to. Right. Mm. Some of us, most of us are always like goal driven. So we see things in the future and we want to go for it. That's just our nature. Right. To want to keep going forward. But not everyone is built that way. And there's a lot of people who are just fine where they are, don't want to go anywhere and don't want to do anything. And we need to be okay with that because that is their life and not ours. That's right. So for the woman who struggles with change, I would say find a friend that you admire that is moving forward or a coach that is somewhere that you would want to be so you can, that that person can help you get you there. But if you are somebody who doesn't like change for the sake that you just don't like change, then don't change. You know what I mean? Then, then don't change. You're fine. If that's where you're fine and it's serving you well, and your life is whole where you are, then you stay in your lane. Stay there if that's I what love you that. want. I think some people are afraid yeah. to do the analysis because they think the analysis is going to bring on a change they may not want. Yes. Y'all, no yes. one is saying you have to change. <laughs> that's a good point. You're saying do that's the a good work point. and see if you need to change. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, just and, not and good at being committed to something for 30 years, <laughs> other than my husband <laughs> and my kids. I, I, I do enjoy change. And, and in new seasons, I'm a different person in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. that may Mm -hmm. not be your story you may have chosen right out of the gate your education your career it's worked for you and your family gosh kudos to you but wouldn't it be nice to know for sure and not wonder at the end of your years should you've done something different people regret the things they didn't do they really regret all the things they did that's right that's right that's right well, Nina, I just love that you are such an encourager of women. And I love that um, you help people or women with their pivots. So what are some things, and I know this is probably like counterintuitive, but what are some things that you discourage women from doing when they're going through their pivots? 
Yeah, I discourage them from um, beating themselves up. Mm-hmm. I discourage them from um, becoming a, a victim to their circumstances. Mm-hmm. I don't let the. I don't. Uh, if they're anyway, if they're my client, I just don't let them do that. Uh, so we work on on techniques and ways for them to get through that. Um, I don't. I don't feel, I feel like there's enough people trying to beat us up in the world for us to be doing it and helping them along, you know, Mm. like you should like yourself first and their like is extra, you know? So, um, so we always, you know, we work on that. So I, you know, I give them like ways of looking at things maybe a little differently. If they go down the road of, I can't, we start using some different affirmations to bring them back to the, I can. Mm. Um, and so I do that by, you know, helping them remember what they've already been through, what they've already done, how they already accomplished things. Right. Um, you know, like, like the mother, let's use the, the stay at home mom, for example, oh, I'm just a stay at home mom. You are literally, um, helping a human being develop and thrive and you're actually keeping them alive. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're deal. keeping another human being alive. I don't know what else is bigger than that. Um, but and even if you're not a mom, that doesn't matter. You are pouring into other people at all times. But I'm talking about like stay-at-home moms because I deal with some of them who say, I just don't know what to do. I want to get my career started, but I have little ones and I just don't. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing so many things? You're, you're literally raising human beings like 24 hours a day, seven mm. days a week. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you know, it's like this thing that happens like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe what I'm doing is actually, you know, important, you mm. know, and um, I think we just overlook things. We just overlook all the important stuff because we're trying to get to the to that thing, to whatever that thing is. Right. The, the everybody big money, has, the big everybody has thing. a thing. Everybody has a thing. Everybody has a thing. So, oh but that's gosh. the one thing I would encourage them. I mean, the biggest thing is just um, to, to give yourself grace is one of my biggest ones. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up. I hear a lot of um, in your in your topics, just reframing a lot mm-hmm. of reframing the thought process. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really value that a whole lot because Thank reframing you. thoughts can really help to move and shift you into a different um, to dra- trajectory. Gosh, I'm mm-hmm. having a hard time talking today um, in your life. So I think that's pretty cool. And I know Gail had another question here for you. So, you know, I think sometimes we see women who they get caught up in the busyness as a way to scratch that itch of something's wrong, something's amiss, I'm not yeah. fulfilled. And they almost mm-hmm. drive themselves crazy and getting too busy because they don't stop and explore what the things are that they really should be doing. They just agree to this and that. And they just, yeah. just, in, just ravenously looking for something to scratch the itch of fulfillment in their life. Mm-hmm. Or to mm-hmm. to kind of give them a taste of where they think they should be. Like I see a lot of people, and this applies sometimes to men as well. Like they were used to being in a powerful position, and they miss being a leader, and they miss making decisions. So they're running the PTA, the Girl Scouts, the Homeowner <laughs> yeah. Association. Yeah, and sometimes they're doing yeah. it well, and sometimes they're not because it's not really where they're supposed to be. They just miss right. that other part so much. Um, I think a lot of stay-at-home right. moms do miss the corporate world. And let me just tell you, it is okay to be home with your kids and miss having yeah. a career. That is okay. Mm. We act like that is. Oh, yeah. Shh. So that, you got these little angels. Oh, yeah, I am loving poopy diapers versus my fancy lunch I was having. I am loving 
talking to a one-year-old versus the board meetings I used to be in. It's okay. And we need to make it okay for women to say those things. It doesn't mean they don't love your kids. It doesn't even mean they want to go back. But it may mean maybe they want to serve on a volunteer board. Because sometimes we get carried away, like I say, volunteering too much, doing too much, just trying to find that fulfillment. And we never stop and think, is this really a good fit for me? Is this really where I need to be? Does something bigger need to change with me? So if you see yourself giving in to the live busyness and that live, what else can I do to feel important? Stop and really do this assessment because busyness is a killer. It doesn't get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. There are no awards for it. Martyring yourself mm-hmm. is a fool's game. Um, so, Nina, any advice for women you see that have given into that live busyness and importance in that way? Yeah. If you are overwhelmed like that and you're running around and you're just joining everything, there's something there that you really need to look at. And so um, what I mean by that is, is that there's something else driving you. It's not about being in the PTA and everything else. There's something else driving you. So one of the things I'm going to tell you to do is to align your values with what you want. So if there's a goal in your life, an overall plan that you want, you have to go with what is that gut in you? What is that feeling within you that is a, a that is a value for you? If mm. you're working for a company, you have strong values in, I don't know, uh, respect or morals or whatever, and you're working for a company that is completely disrespectful, has no morals, whatever, that is not in alignment with what you want to do. That is going to make you feel drained and tired and frustrated and angry. And it's because your values, you're really deep core values are not aligning with where you're getting your paycheck. And that is that then that means you're selling out your values for for money. And that's never going to feel good no matter what. Right. right? So ask yourself what's really, really important in your life. Right. Will this, you know, uh, goal or this thing that I want to do, is it is it actually going to align with what I uh, with what my values are? That's going to be important because when you align those values and, and your goals and your overall life plan, if you will, you're going to be a much happier person. You really, really are. You're going to have challenges, but you're going to be way so happier. Important. Yeah, I would just add so one important. thing to that. Just because the position sure. is open doesn't mean you're the one to fill it. We as women get right. guilted and shamed into doing a lot of things. I remember one time they needed somebody to do, um, I always volunteered at Vacation Bible School. I always volunteered at things my children were involved in. and I, I enjoyed it. But this one year I got stuck on snack duty. And I had always done recreation, which means I'm outside playing football and we're doing all these fun things. I was like, and, and that was hard, but I loved it. And it was in my wheelhouse. The year I did snack duty, I was so freaking miserable. And I should not have said, yes, I am not your snack duty right, right, girl. Right. If I need a snack, I'm going to Sonic. You know, I don't. And it was on this strict budget. So it had to funny. be nutritious. And I'm in there putting melon on kebabs. I'm like, I'm not a melon. I hate melon. I'm not a melon. That was not. Don't say yes just because there's a vacancy. And I heard a very wise woman sometimes say, when you say yes to everything. And I've seen women who even hog the vacancies in their quest for power and importance. Oh, yeah. When we do that, sometimes we need to just sit in it for a moment because there yeah. may be someone else that that is meant for and you taking it knocked them out of it. 
So always take a minute, unless you know this is your absolute calling and you've been waiting on the opportunity, sit for a minute. I learned to be a slower yes. I learned to be a slower hand raiser. And I used to sit like in any room when they needed somebody would throw my hand up because the criteria was I can do that. That was my criteria. Ladies, that does not need to be your criteria. The criteria needs to be a lot of things. Can you do that? Are you skilled at that? Do you have a passion for that? Do they really need you for that or could someone else fill this? Is this going to fit into right. my current life, my current passions, my alignment for this season? And it doesn't have to be a permanent no. It can be a temporary no. Or it can be a temporary just don't raise your hand. It's not, you didn't say no. You didn't say anything just because they gave out that, the call. So yeah, sit yeah. on your hands, ladies, and don't be so quick yes. to raise them just because yes. you can yes. do that yeah. doesn't mean you should. So, Christina? That's so good. So yes. Closing there. Well, I I just love that because I'm I'm so quick to be like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I can you do are. it. And because you want people I to am. love you. I do. It's it's a fear, you the know. Sevenness. It's, it's, mm, the sevenness, mm. you know, the Enneagram seven is just full of fear. And, you know, one of the things that I am currently working on is pausing, pausing before I say yes, pausing before I say no, pausing before I engage, because that will help me to set a better boundary. And it will also help me to recognize, is this really in alignment? And it's so funny, Gail said, I love the vacation Bible study. So our arts camp is coming up at our church. And I was like, I looked at my husband, I'm like, I want to do it. And then I looked at him again. I'm like, but I can't right now. Like, it's just not, I yeah. love it, but it's just not. I noticed she didn't mention it to me because I would have said, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Christina right now is burning at both ends. But girls, get yourself some friends who will say that. What the hell is wrong with you? You do not have yes. time. That is not yes. your calling. And Sally yes. Jones can do that just as well. Right. So Nina, we're we're at our hour. Oh my gosh, girl! Can yeah. you believe? Can you believe? That was that fun. We, that was fun. We just had this ball of fun with you, and girl, I absolutely adore you. I'm telling you, when I come Thank to you. New York, I'm there. Where I'm, I'm all Thank for you. It. Yes, I hope so. Are you so. in the NYC, yes. Nina? Yes. No, I, I'm in Connecticut, right next to it. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of friends up that way. I'm doing the world tour of the world tour. (laughs) We are. The the circular tour of the New York area. But gosh, Nina, your wisdom, the things you dropped. But I know. Nuggets. Yes. So, gosh, it's going to change some of the people. It's going to impact some people, Mm -hmm. Nina. And I'm grateful that you're willing to be transparent and share your story. That's not an easy thing to say. I was homeless. I think mm-hmm. some of the most, the, the biggest nuggets of wisdom come from the hardest walks that we Absolutely. take in life. Right. hundred percent. And it touches yes. the most people. And I know there was a season that I, I just, I couldn't see any good in that divorce. And years later, there was a moment where someone came to me out of nowhere. And after 15 years of nothing but pain from that, I got to, it got to be used for good to impact someone else. So thank mm. you for using your story to impact other people, especially women who yeah. suffer so many things in silence. So I just want to butt in there and say thank you so much. Yes. Oh, thank and, you. And Nina, where where can our community find you? Because, you know, I know. Nina. 
I know. More Nana, like more cowbells. (laughs) They are. They're going to be like, I want to see her more. You might have to be on here a couple more times, my friend, because you just dropped so many nuggets of truth. I mean, truth bombs. Thank you. I just, I posted the one um, already, the that you said, uh, failure, failure is feedback. I was like, yeah. Oh, let me drop that nugget from Nina real quick. <laughs> oh, so, so good. So Nina, where can they find you? Yeah. I mean, really a straight talk, no sugar added is everywhere. So.com, you can find me on Instagram everywhere. So I go, I'm, I'm just going to continue to go under that brand because that's who I am. I'm straight talk with no sugar. So it's okay. It's straight talk with no sugar added. It's okay. <laughs> Straight talk, no sugar added. And, you know, anywhere, Nina Perez, if you put N-E-E-N-A Perez, you'll find me everywhere. And your book, your book, because, oh my gosh, this this is going to be an awesome read. So where can they- Thank you. You know, purchase your book. You can go anywhere that books are sold and it's um, uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, Nina, thank yes. you so much again for coming. Thank you, guys. Love you, girl. Love everything Love you that you do. And I'm so excited that we finally got to connect. So thank you. Have Christina. an awesome day. Yeah. yeah. I want to remind yeah. our listeners to head over to Midlife Moxie and sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll know Woo! what we've got coming up, when those Moxie meetups are coming, when live events are coming. And you can also read more from our great guests that are providing content for our blog. And you get more from Christina and myself, which, you know, you may be up to your limit on us, but our guests are great, right? So head on over there, read the blog, sign up for the newsletter, check out our merch store that's coming, and our sponsors that are there. We're going to have an entire page of sponsors and affiliates with products we think you'll love. We don't, we don't affiliate mm-hmm. with just anyone. We sign up for things that we think we love and you will love. And we get you the best discounts we can. So, Christina, until next time, what do we say? Go and get your moxie on. Bye-bye now. Bye.